0: Hey folks, Andrew Packer here and welcome to Trading Tips. In this video, I want to talk about three numbers that you need to understand before investing. When it comes to investing, there's a lot of numbers that get thrown out at you. Uh, if you're looking at any research, if you're reading any company's reports, there's just a ton of numbers. Companies will talk about their earnings and their sales and the percentage changes and the expectations of changes which may or may not have happened. They'll be looking at quarterly data and annual data and it can all add up to, to a pretty big you know, mess. And if you're getting really deep into a company's annual report and you're actually looking through their financials and their balance sheet, it's just numbers, numbers everywhere. And when it comes to investing, the numbers are important, but at the end of the day, you are also investing in a business. You're getting fractional ownership of a business, understanding what they do and the qualitative things that they're doing and the new products that they're offering, the services, uh, you know what their goals are. That goes beyond the numbers, and that's an important concept of it, too. And as an investor, you know, there's many different sets of numbers. There's the earnings numbers that a company reports, but there's also um, the earnings numbers you know, that, that this Wall Street is expecting the company to earn. So these things all add up, and they can all be a little confusing. So I think there's just really three that you need to focus on. Uh, one is what's called a fundamental indicator. One is called a technical indicator. And then there's one that uh, I like to use for trading opportunities. So let's get to it. Looking at the fundamental number, this is probably the most important number in finance. It's the one that's going to get talked about the most in financial media. If you're researching a company, uh, it's pretty much the most important thing. It's called a PE ratio. P is for price, E is for earnings. You divide them together. If a company is trading at $100 a share and it has earned $10 a share, we would say that it has a PE ratio of 10. So is 10 good or bad? Well, that can depend on the company. And that's also where you want to look at a company's uh, competition. You want to look at the sector that they are in. If other companies uh, in this sector are trading at a P.E. ratio of five, you would probably say, this is overvalued on a P.E. ratio basis. Uh, Usually when I look at the PE ratio of a company, I will also compare it to the S&P 500. In the past few years, that has been in the low 20 range. Uh, Historically, you're probably a little closer to about 17 to 20 on average. Some people might say it's a little overpriced, relative to where interest rates are and where bond yields are, you start looking at these other factors. You can make an argument either way that stocks are cheap or expensive as a whole based on their P.E. ratio. And looking at historical trends, you can also you know, make some judgment calls that way as well. So the P.E. ratio is incredibly important and it's you know, a thankfully very simple uh, concept to understand. Now, of course, what happens if a company doesn't have earnings? Well, you're going to be dividing by zero, and yeah, I don't like dividing by zero, but it's also just basically saying a company will have no PE ratio if it has no earnings. Uh, and that might make it a little harder to ca- calculate, but. Wall Street analysts will often say, based on what the company's told us, based on our research, we expect the company to have certain earnings. That gives it what's called a forward P.E. ratio, uh, typically within the next quarter or the next year, looking at you know, the, the numbers coming in. And then you might have a forward P.E. ratio you know, kind of all over the map, depending on what a company's doing. A company that's been doing well and has a P.E. ratio of 10 you know, might suddenly see an earnings drop coming down the line, so their forward P.E. ratio might be 30 or 40. So just understanding this concept can give you sort of uh, a very one quick valuation tool. Obviously, there are a lot of other tools you want to look at for a valuation to really get an idea for a stock. But for comparing a company across the same sector, different sectors in the overall market, the PE ratio is you know—it's it's a simple and effective way of, of giving yourself that apples to apples comparison. Now, another indicator that I think is incredibly important, another set of numbers that you should know about a company is its Relative Strength Index, or RSI. Now this is a technical indicator, and it tells you whether a company is overbought or oversold. And this is just a, a more short-term indicator that if you're looking to buy or sell a position, can sort of give you a little extra clue as to whether you know this is a good time to buy or to sell. Now the RSI is on a scale from 0 to 100, and typically anything over 70 is overbought, and anything under 30, is oversold. And over time, as the share price changes, it's going to go kind of up and down between these these different things. Uh, You know, over time, you would say it probably has a mean of about 50. Uh, Some stocks might be a little more volatile and they might bounce up and down between these extremes. It can really depend here. But if you want a position it's just had a great run up and you see that the RSI is getting up into the 75 80 range that's an extremely overbought condition that's where you might want to take your profits on or if you're a long term holder of the stock You might want to be prepared for the stock to trade sideways for a few months, and that's where you're just going to be collecting dividends while the share price works itself out. Or you could sell covered calls there and, you know, try to let things come back down and and give you a better sense of things there. So, you know, the P.E. ratio gives you sort of a long term. Here's what the company's doing in a healthy way. Short term, the RSI just says, you know, here's what the price action has been relative to, to where shares have traded historically, whether it's overbought or oversold. You know, it's another very simple guide. A very crucial one for trading, though. Finally, there's one trend uh, that uses a series of numbers that I like to look at as well. And that is based on a company's 52-week high and lows. Uh, I feel that this this set of numbers kind of combines the best of both of these. Because if a company is trading near its 52-week lows, uh, that's something that you can usually search for online and do some investment research on. And those are companies that will also often be trading at a low PE ratio relative to where they've been trading. They might also be oversold to where they've been trading. Uh, if they've been declining very gradually, they might not look oversold. If the company's earnings have been declining, you know they might not necessarily look like that much of a bargain. But typically, companies with uh, 52-week lows, there's a lot of pessimism in there. And when there's pessimism in shares, they're much cheaper than they should be, and you might have a buying opportunity there. Now, the other flip side of the 52-week low is the 52-week high. These are companies that are hitting uh, their yearly high. Um, many stocks right now, a 52-week high might also be an all-time high for shares, and that's usually you know, a bullish sign. But again, if you combine that with an RSI and you see kind of oversold conditions, you might have an opportunity to, to buy a put option there and bet on a decline there. Or if a stock's at a 52-week high and its RSI is low, You can buy shares with a little bit of confidence that it's probably going to keep moving higher uh, until it kind of gets into that more overbought territory. So if you're looking at 52 week high and low lists, you can get a lot of trading ideas out of there, especially when you combine it just kind of with these other simple numbers out there. So even though the stock market throws a lot of numbers your way, if you kind of break down some of the key ones, you can see a lot of uh, potential investment ideas, a lot of trading ideas, and just a lot of ways to get some, some big swings out of positions and give yourself some pretty good trades in the course of the year. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer wishing you good trading and good financial health.